We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. And welcome in Wisconsin. It is a football Friday, and it is the Bill Michaels Show. No Bill today. He's off. I'm Radio Joe in for Bill. Holding the fort. Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass, associate producer. Also shadowing today is producer Todd. Todd hanging out. Evan will be bossing him around. Uh, We need to put this kid to work. So producer Todd is hanging out today as well. Uh, Bill's just taking the day off. He's got some vacation time to burn, and I don't blame him. You use your vacation time. Um, I'm going to be filling in again next Friday as well, uh, and i got a couple more days coming up. So it's always a pleasure to uh, be able to fill in and be able to give my slice of life on the Packers, on the Bucks. Uh, we obviously have a lot to get into today, and uh, we will be talking about your Green Bay Packers. We will hear from Matt LaFleur coming up in a little bit. Also, your biggest key to a Packers win coming up on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Don't forget, we have the Green and Gold postgame show on many of these network stations immediately following the game. Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back, breaking that one down. But again, we will get into the Packers in a little bit. We also have Chris Raybon today with the latest betting line lines for the Week 14 slate of games. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette will join us today. And of course, in the final hour, as we do every Friday here on the Bill Michael Show, we will talk with our Green and Gold insider, Mike Clemens, as well. But I want to start off the show today talking about the Bucs and... I really have not had a chance to kind of just share all of my thoughts on what has transpired here the last couple of days. Um, you know, Bill gave his gave his remarks yesterday. Evan got to give his remarks a little bit. I, I just I want to kind of throw out what I feel right now about the Bucks, the direction, the Giannis contract situation the rumor yesterday that came out about James Harden and you guys are welcome to chime in whether you agree with me or not at 855-830-8648 but there's a few things here that I just want to make perfectly clear and I've also noticed some hypocrisy from some Bucks fans out there so I'm going to just start with this I sat down the other night 
And I listened to that Giannis press conference from start to end. And yeah, there really wasn't much that came out of it. I mean, that's kind of what I expected from Giannis. Giannis pulled the same stuff last year when they were asking him about a potential contract extension and the Supermax. It was the same thing. It was, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Um, I'm focused on playing. And he said the same thing in that press conference. You didn't get much out of it, which for some Bucks fans out there, uh, the anxiety was building because the fact that there really wasn't any clear hints that Giannis was going to be here for a long time, that scared some people. But also, some other Bucks fans remained optimistic about it. And I'm a Bucks fan, like many of you, who have gone through so much misery, at least in my lifetime, and I've been around for three decades, um, all I've really known is misery for the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are not allowed to have nice things, no matter what it is. Uh, whether it's trying to get to the NBA Finals in 2001, whether it's Andrew Bogut going down with a serious injury during the Fear the Deer run, whether it's these last two years where the Bucks easily had a championship-caliber team and just could not shut the door and actually get to that threshold. I mean, it's just I don't need to go through the whole the whole timeline here. Bucks fans have had it pretty bad in this state. So when you look at the Giannis situation, you're thinking – yeah, this doesn't look good. Can he just come out and say that, hey, I do want to be here for the long haul. It's just a matter of how many years do I want to be here? That would have that would have helped, but it didn't. I will say this. Giannis did make a point in that press conference by saying, look, this is probably the biggest decision of my life. And then he went on and on about how he was handing this off to his agent, Alex Saratsis, and how he was handing this off to John Horse, and that I trust these guys. So, if Giannis is saying that this is the biggest decision of his life, clearly he's making the decision. The agent isn't doing it for him. And if Saratsis and John Horse are sitting down negotiating as we speak, to me, I think they're just simply negotiating years. I don't think they're negotiating Giannis leaving after this year. I think Giannis has already made up his mind. For me, I think he's sticking around. The tragic part about this is all he's got to do is sign on the dotted line for that Supermax. And he he will cash in. He'll be one of the highest paid players in the NBA, and he'll be around for the next five years. You could just do that. But there's obviously more that goes into this. And Giannis has a lot to think about because – we talked, yesterday I filled in on the big show uh, on 1250 AM, The Fan in Milwaukee, and I was hanging out with Gary Ellerson and Leroy Butler, and we had a chance to talk with Ryan McDonough. Ryan McDonough's been on this show a lot. Uh, former Suns general manager, now Radio.com insider. And McDonough told us that he knows Alex Saratsis really well, Giannis's agent. And the one thing about Saratsis is he's family to Giannis. Um, Saratsis has, um, comes from Greek descent. Uh, they got to know each other right out of the gate after Giannis was drafted. Um, Giannis also has another agent, uh, that was with him when he was a teenager in Greece, who he still works with. I think that agent is also involved to some extent in these negotiations, but it's all about Alex Saratsis. Now, when you have an agent that is that close to you, when you consider him family, oh, you're going to listen to him. 
you are not going to really necessarily go against what he is telling you. It's another family member giving you advice. Now, again, he's got other family members giving him advice. I don't know what his girlfriend Mariah is telling him. I don't know what his mother is telling him. I don't know what his brothers are telling him. But he's certainly going to listen to Alex Saratsis. And Alex Saratsis could be proposing one thing to Giannis. He could be proposing to Giannis, hey, man, look. Can you really win a title in this city if you're the only superstar? Because look at how the last two years went. Very good teams, but you didn't have a second superstar. Chris Middleton had a career year last year after he just got paid. And that still wasn't enough to even get out of the second round. There could be a cold, hard truth here. And I, I, I would not be surprised if this is what Saratsis is telling Giannis. That, look, can you win or not in this city? If you're willing to sign that Supermax, it's going to be a little tougher. Unless you really believe in your heart of hearts that you can convince other superstars to come here. That is, a tr- that is a dilemma here, guys. So while Giannis is trying to maul this over, and he's letting Saratsis figure all of this out, the rumor comes out yesterday about James Harden. And I got to say, a lot of Bucks fans were willing to sell their soul for James Harden. Because there's a lot of Bucks fans out there who I think have gotten to be a little desperate. I mean, like, we're, we're at the point where it's like, we want to do anything possible to win a title in this city. And we will do anything possible to make that happen. Well, Giannis and James Harden have a history, if you did not know. Giannis and James Harden have been going at, going at it the last two years. Harden was offended when... He wasn't the MVP. He's putting up 50-plus points in a lot of these games, and apparently that's not good enough. That, hey, this 7-footer over here, all he's doing is dunking, and he gets the MVP? And then you got Giannis, where he's the captain for the All-Star team, and he's picking, and he decides not to pick James Harden. And he's and Giannis, you remember what Giannis said. Giannis goes, oh, I'm not going to pick a guy that isn't going to pass the ball. And of course, that's not necessarily true. James Harden actually passes the ball more than you think. But there are situations where James Harden wants to take that shot, right? But the whole notion that he doesn't pass the ball at all, that he's a total ball hog, that's not necessarily true. But you get the point. Giannis and James Harden have been going back and forth, back and forth. And Giannis and the Bucs have owned the Houston Rockets as of late. Mike Budenholzer, give him credit. They have found ways to defend James Harden, to force him to shoot from the other hand, and that frustrates James Harden. So when the report came out the other day from Sham Sharnia that, oh, James Harden, he wants to play, he would have interest playing not only in Philly, but he'd also play in Miami and Milwaukee. When I saw that report, I'm like, get out of here, really? He'd play with Giannis after the history these two have had? That didn't make much sense to me. So then that led to something bigger. 
And this is where the hypocrisy begins with some Bucks fans. If you guys follow me on Twitter, I'm at Radio Joe Sports. Last year, I got hammered for a tweet about Chris Middleton. I said, look, I understand the situation here with Chris Middleton, that you got to either pay him or cut him loose. But that money that you'd be paying Chris Middleton, you're not going to be able to give that kind of money to some other free agent. That's not how the NBA works when it comes to retaining players. It's just, it's a totally different system from the MLB or NFL. The NBA is very, very different when it comes to contracts. My issue though, was the money itself. Like I just had a hard time thinking, God, really? Chris Middleton worth 30 million plus a year. Well, a lot of people came after me and said, now, Joe, you need to shut up. This is all about keeping Giannis here. We need to make sure Giannis is happy. You give Chris Middleton whatever he wants. Okay? You're right. You're right. This is about keeping Giannis happy. Like, I want to make sure, above anything, that Giannis is here beyond this year. That's all I care about right now. I'll worry about the championships later. I just want to make sure that Giannis is going to be here beyond this year. So now let's go back to Harden for a second. James Harden comes into the picture. The Bucs have already traded away a lot of their draft assets for the next decade in order to get Drew Holiday here. And now, if you want to make a deal for James Harden, Guess who's going to have to be involved in that trade package? Chris Middleton. And some of those same Bucks fans who ripped me last year for questioning the amount of money Chris was about to make are now the same people that are willing to trade Chris Middleton to bring in James Harden. Now, wait just a, wait just a second here. You mean to tell me This was all about keeping Giannis happy, and him and Chris Middleton are good friends. Chris Middleton came out last week and was just talking about how much he was begging Giannis to stay here, putting pens in his locker, and now all of a sudden, you guys want him dealt for a superstar that we don't even know is going to get along with Giannis? I mean, to me, I think James Harden, this was just simply a power play. He's just trying to get to Philly. The Bucs don't have any big assets that they can move you know, you really think Houston's gonna be willing to do business with Milwaukee they're willing to do business with Miami because Miami has the assets to make that happen this is all about putting more pressure on Philadelphia to try to get a trade done but some Bucks fans out there were willing to trade Chris Middleton in order to get James Harden now sure on paper you've got two superstars in Milwaukee now if this trade were even to happen which I don't think will happen, but that's the idea that, hey, we got two superstars here. Now we should be able to win a title. But is Giannis okay with that? Would Giannis be okay to see his good friend Chris Middleton be traded? Not to mention you would have to give up whatever else you have left in order to make that happen. And God forbid, even if Giannis and Harden work out, Harden's under contract for a couple more years. Giannis could sign for those couple of years, and then he could leave after that. And then the Bucs are left with absolutely nothing. And then it's going to be a decade of hell. To me, I think Giannis would have to sign off on that trade. And I don't think, based on his relationship with Chris Middleton, and based on the fact that Giannis is loyal, 
He is a very loyal player. He is not as egocentric as some of these other superstars in the league. I don't think Giannis would betray Chris Middleton like that. I don't see that happening at all. So if the Bucs were to even consider this, if there was any remote possibility of this happening, to me, John Horace has to ask Giannis. Because again, Giannis is trying to sign an extension. And if he's going to sign an extension, he needs to be comfortable with who's going to be on his team. And I'm not fully convinced James Harden would work out well with Giannis. So that's where I sit right now. That's where I sit on all that stuff. I don't believe James Harden's coming to Milwaukee. I don't think the Bucs have enough to get that done. I don't. I, I just don't see that happening. It's fun to dream. It's fun. It's fun to speculate. That's what we do a lot on this show. But I just don't see it happening. And I just don't think Giannis would go for it either. 855-830-8648. You guys can jump in on this. But the other question I want to ask you, and I'm sure this is a question we'll bring up again as the Buck season gets underway in just a couple of weeks. Do you think you need another superstar with Giannis in order to win a title? I mean, we just saw the last couple of years the Bucs come up short. And this doesn't just have to be a James Harden thing. Any superstar. Do you have to have that? Or can you look at what the Bucs have right now, this roster that was totally revamped and rebuilt, and say that this is a better squad today than what they had last year, and this group can work? I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. We will talk about that coming up next here on The Bill Michael Show. You're listening to The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. show here on a football Friday. Thanks for tuning in, Wisconsin, wherever you may be. Radio Joe Zenzola filling in for Bill today. Hanging out with Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass. 855-830-8648 is the phone number. Asking you guys, when it comes to the Bucks, are you convinced they cannot win a title without having a second superstar to play with Giannis. Or are you more convinced that this roster that John Horst put together this offseason, even the fact that you weren't able to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, that this is still good enough? Keep in mind here, the Eastern Conference is only getting tougher. And God forbid if James Harden goes to, say, Miami or Philadelphia. I mean, the East... There, there really is a change of power here in the NBA. And the Eastern Conference, and it, obviously it started with Kevin Durant going from Golden State over to Brooklyn. But there is a little bit of a change here. And if Harden goes to the East, it's just going to make things a little bit more complicated for the Milwaukee Bucks here as we move forward. I mean, you got to think about this. You got Toronto, you got Miami. Both of those teams have been a thorn in the Bucks' side. You got Boston. You have Brooklyn now with Kyrie and KD. And then you even think about some of these other teams. I mean, Russell Westbrook, he's in Washington now with Bradley Beal. 
And there's even some younger teams out there. I mean, Indiana's another team you got to pay attention to. And even down in Atlanta with Trey Young, young rising star. And by the way, Bogdanovich is now down in Atlanta playing with Trey Young. I mean, there's just a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. So do you feel that this Bucs team, with what it is right now, is able to get over the top and be able to beat out all these other teams? You could argue that the window might have just closed on the Bucs. But again, if Giannis sticks around for a longer period of time, the window stays open, but what else can you put next to it? And is there a necessity about a second superstar? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. I'll say this. And maybe you can call me crazy. I just feel that what John Horst did this offseason, even for the fact you couldn't get Bogdanovich, the Bucks today have a better team than they did last year on paper. And that's obviously starts with Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is way better than Eric Bledsoe. Drew Holiday is going to bring you more offense, and you can trust him more from the offensive side. And he's certainly going to be even a better defender than Eric Bledsoe. And Eric Bledsoe was a pretty good defender. So you've upgraded that position. That's significant. And now you pair that with Middleton and Giannis. And I think a lot of the other rotational players... Bryn Forbes, Torrey Craig, all those guys are solid defenders. And that's what you need in this system. You need to continue to be one of the top defensive teams in the league. That's been part of your success here the last couple of years. You cannot regress defensively. Otherwise, that's going to be a problem here for the Bucs this season. So I look at it, and I think absolutely this Milwaukee Bucks team can go toe-to-toe with some of these great teams in the Eastern Conference. I think they can. What I'm worried about is, were the last two years the Bucks' true chance of them winning it all? Or did that opportunity pass by? That's going to be my concern here. But I think this is a better team than what it was last year. I do. I, I really feel that way. But if the Bucks come up short again this season... Regardless of what's going on here with Giannis, I, I I just, I don't know, man. Maybe the reality is they do need a second superstar. And I'm not saying that's James Harden. That could be anybody. Would any other superstar be willing to come to Milwaukee? I mean, we were encouraged last year when there was a report that Anthony Davis actually wanted to come to Milwaukee. Now, obviously, it wasn't going to happen, and the Lakers were able to court Anthony Davis and... uh There's a lot of nonsense going on there. But maybe there will be more stars here in the next couple of years that would be willing to take that chance. And again, the Bucs have to be able to try and find a way to make that happen from a salary cap standpoint. But that will be something to watch. And again, I think that's one of the big reasons why right now, why Giannis hasn't signed, is I think Saratsis is trying to make the point that Giannis, you may not be able to do this by yourself. You may need help, and it superstars may not want to come to Milwaukee. And therefore, maybe you shouldn't sign that deal. Maybe you shouldn't be here for the next five years. 
And honestly, I cannot fault Giannis if he decides to just sign for a couple of years, have a player option, and be done with it. Like, I wouldn't be offended if if Giannis went about it that way. Wouldn't be offended at all. But I think I'd be more offended if this was just Giannis's last year and he walks. Hopefully, the Bucs could try a sign and trade if that happens, but I don't want it to come to that. And I would feel betrayed if Giannis just walked off after this season. He said a lot of good things about this fan base. He said a lot of good things about this organization. He has said a lot of great things about this city. And it would feel like that Brett Favre moment that we all went through a few years ago. More than a few years ago. God, that's been... God, how many years? 12 years since Favre left Wisconsin? I think if Giannis left in that situation, that would certainly certainly be bigger than Brett Favre. At least Brett Favre wanted to play for the Packers, right? And the Packers just said, no, we are moving on. The train has left the station. This is different. Giannis is leaving to go play somewhere else where he will feel more comfortable that he can win a title. I hope it doesn't come to that. It shouldn't come to that. He should be able to sign something. And I just feel, and I know some of you disagree, you're a little bit more pessimistic, and I don't blame you. You've gone through a lot as a fan. I still think Giannis is going to sign something before the 21st. I do. I do. I just think this is a negotiation simply over years. And it would not surprise me in the slightest if Giannis just doesn't sign that Supermax. That's where I'm at with that. 855-830-8648. That is the phone number. You guys are welcome to chime in. So that's my spiel on the Bucks. On the other side, we will switch gears. We'll start getting you ready for this Packers-Lions game. We will hear from the head coach, Matt LaFleur. A lot going on, and... I don't like to use the uh, the trap game cliche going into this game. But the Lions are capable of putting up some points. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest keys here is whether or not this Packers defense is actually going to continue to build off of what they did last week. So we'll hear from Matt LaFleur. We'll get into your biggest key as well. That is all coming up next. I'm Radio Joe. This is the Bill Michael Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. This portion of the program is sponsored by Massage Envy Capital Drive in Brookfield. Introductory offer for a customized facial, just 60 bucks. And if you buy $110 in gift cards right now, you get a free hour, free hour service. Call them, 262-786-5060. Thank you, Bill. Bill Michael Show continues here. Thanks for tuning in. Radio Joe with you. Bill off today. He'll be back on Sunday for the Green and Gold Post Game Show. Again, uh, be sure to tune in immediately following that Packers Lions game for the best Green and Gold analysis. Gary Ellerson, also a part of that show, the former Packer and Badger running back. We'll get to Matt LaFleur here in just a second, but listening. Up on the fan in Green Bay is Jason. Talking a little box. Jason, you're next up on the Bill Michael Show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Bucks, like you said. I want to talk about Giannis. Um, first off, I do not think uh, Giannis is going to sign the Timberwolves, and I don't blame him unless they get a uh, superstar in. I mean, 
look at all these other teams out there, Lakers, um, Toronto, et cetera, et cetera. They get these two superstars, they go off, they win championships, and then they get rid of them or they leave. Um, what happened with the uh, that one trade? How come uh, L.A. can bring in LeBron and school up all these other players from Milwaukee tries and does it? I can't think of his name, and they put a the league put the kibosh on it. Um, Talk about Anthony Davis. Against, yeah, yeah, Anthony Davis. I think yeah. the league is against these small market teams, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but coming back to it, I I don't think unless we get a big big signing i don't think lebron or uh, i'm sorry uh Giannis is gonna sign well that's the thing jason and thanks for the call and and again it's the, the whole tampering thing is just it's just a big mess and i do feel that the nba is out to get the bucks that they just they just don't want Giannis playing in milwaukee that they want to see Giannis in new york or la or wherever whatever big market there is they want Giannis there I know that's what they're thinking. And I just I just find it laughable with the whole Bogdanovich situation that all the NBA teams were crying and complaining about that. But no one was crying and complaining about how the Lakers were courting Anthony Davis for the longest time. It's just total hypocrisy and it's wrong. And I just I always feel like the Bucks are always going to be at a disadvantage. So again, it, it is all on Giannis, and I don't, I will not fault him for sign for not signing the supermax. But I would appreciate that he would at least sign something and at least try to see this out. He owes it to everybody. He does, and don't give me this crap that he doesn't. He does owe it to everybody. He has been loving everything about Milwaukee, everything about the fans, everything about the organization for a long time now. And this city has been revitalized, not because of a new arena, per se, but because Giannis is in it. And that's how you're going to draw people in. And if, God forbid, if Giannis does leave Milwaukee, I'm afraid everything that was built up downtown could turn into a black hole again. Maybe it won't be as bad as you know when it was when the Bucks were mediocre at the Bradley Center, but it's certainly not going to have the same buzz. Let's hope this doesn't happen. Okay, let's just hope this doesn't happen and that Giannis signs something by the 21st. That's all we're asking. I don't feel like speculating and freaking out for the entire Buck season this year. I don't want to do it. And we don't we don't want to talk about that. We shouldn't have to get into that. But we're not going to ignore it if that's what happens. <sighs> Matt LaFleur, head coach of your Green Bay Packers, as we get you ready for Packers and Lions. Um he talks about the Detroit Lions. Uh, I don't think Matt LaFleur, though, is going to call him Detroit like Mike McCarthy did. Uh, but this was his first thoughts here on this Lions team that they're going to be facing coming up on Sunday. Certainly they're a team that's right in the thick of this thing right now. They're a game back within the wild card. And you just watch the effort and you see the mentality that they displayed versus the Bears when it wasn't looking great for them. And the fact that they battled back on the road and won a, uh, a big football game, I think that tells you all that you need to know. I mean, we know we're going to have our hands full, that we're going to get their best shot. Yeah, I mean, look, the Lions aren't going to the playoffs. Let's just be clear about that. The, the Lions have more problems than ever. I mean, look, good luck to Daryl Bevel, right? I mean, Daryl Bevel, of course, is a hero for the Badgers, as we all know. 
and this is probably one of his biggest challenges in his professional career, dealing with a Lions team that no matter who is coaching it or whoever the interim coach is, that you just want to find a way to be successful. I just don't the, – the Lions, to me, are not getting into the playoffs. They're not, they're not going to sneak in. And they've got plenty of injuries right now that are not helping their cause either. Matt LaFleur also talked about the Lions' offense. Well, there's playmakers all around, and I think Detroit's offensive line's playing at a high level. Uh, and then anytime you go up against a guy of the caliber of Matthew Stafford, I think he's one of the elite players in this league. There's not a throw he can't make, and he's capable of throwing for 400 each and every week. So uh, our defense is going to have a great challenge in front of him. Next hour, I'll get more into Matthew Stafford because I just feel bad for the guy. I really do. Matthew Stafford deserves way better. And the fact that the Lions have failed to build a team around him the last several years is just it's just sad. It's just sad. The Lions are so sad. Matthew Stafford deserves way more. I'll talk more about that coming up in the next hour. Um, also, about Daryl Bevel himself, what does Matt LaFleur think of the Lions interim coach? Yeah, I know Daryl a little bit just from our time uh, at the Combine. A lot of times we would work the quarterback drills and have had a lot of great conversations. He's a guy that I've got a lot of respect for, not only for what he's done as a coach, you know, being in Seattle as a coordinator, and obviously he's got a long storied career, but also as a, as a man, as a person, he, he's a great guy. The Packers also have uh, multiple ways in which they can clinch this week a playoff berth, which is hard to believe. I can't believe it's week 14 in the NFL. Uh, But they have many different ways to do that. Matt LaFleur was asked, are you thinking about that? You don't have to look too far and just at least my recent history with the Lions. You know, you look back a year ago, didn't lead at all and and found a way to to end the game with the, being on the right side of the scoreboard. And then you look at this year, you, you know, I think after the first quarter, we were down 14 to three. So we know that's imperative that we come out with great energy, emotion, focus and play our best ball. Yeah, of course, Matt LaFleur isn't going to say, yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm focused on clinching this week. We need to get this done. He, It's just that maybe he's saying that behind the scenes to the team, but publicly he's never going to do that. I think a lot of head coaches aren't going to do that. Matt LaFleur, it's also worth noting. I mean, again, Matt LaFleur, the first two years as the Packers head coach, has just been winning a lot of football games. And the Packers are now 6-0 and in the month of December, what has been the key to that? Try to put together the best schedule for these guys so that, you know, we can be locked in, ready to go, be attentive in the meetings, get what we need to get done and get them out of here and let them recover. Because I do think when you get to this point of the season, the recovery is a big part of the process. We know that in order for us to be at our best, we need our guys feeling great. So we'll always take that into account. One guy that has really emerged this year for the Packers, and we've been looking for that tight end. Somebody, anybody. I mean, the Jim, the whole Jimmy Graham thing just still bothers me to this very day. The fact that you paid him all that money and he did absolutely nothing. In the meantime, you're paying absolutely nothing to Robert Tunyon, and he has made a huge impact on this Packers offense. I think Aaron, I can speak for him in this regard. I think he's got a lot of confidence in Bobby and his ability, and and I know we do as a staff in terms of not only in the pass game but in the run game, and, and he's definitely provided us with a lot of big plays this year. Absolutely. A lot of these receivers have really stepped up 
for the Green Bay Packers, and more is to be seen from this offense. They got a chance to put up a lot of points against this Lions defense because guess what? They're, the Lions defense sucks. Like, it is a really bad defense, and they are one of the worst defenses in the league when it comes to giving up points per game. Oh, and by the way, the Packers are leading the NFL in points per game. Packers should be able to put up another 40-plus on this Lions team like they did back in Week 2. We will talk more about your biggest key to a Packers win coming up here after the top of the hour. But on the other side, congratulations to golf courses around the state. Talk about that next. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola as we have more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. Hey, I've been telling you for a long time about the four different vehicles I picked up from my friends over at the Van Horn Automotive Group. Did you know they're employee-owned? Only employee-owned auto group in Wisconsin. Vested interest in your satisfaction is paramount, my friends. And they have 0% financing for 12 months on service repairs up to 2000 bucks. So if you've got an unexpected repair and it's that time of year, maybe you don't want to you know, dip into your pocket, they can help you out. They have oil changes for life when you buy a new vehicle, but everything is over at Van Horn Direct. So go to VanHornAuto.com. That's VanHornAuto.com. They're here to help you out. They want to take care of your needs. Now through the end of the year, do something good for yourself in such a crappy 2020 go to vanhornauto.com they're family born and employee owned 16 stations strong the bill michaels sports talk network now a green and gold update brought to you by concordia university wisconsin veteran services department learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans in green bay here's mike clemens it's the packers and the lions sunday at 325 at ford field green bay's offense has been on a roll Devonte adams says under head coach matt lafleur the coaches listen to their veteran players like adams mercedes lewis and aaron Rodgers before the game plan is finalized. Guys who've been out there on the battlefield and, and done it together for years and years, and we obviously been on the same page for a lot longer than what Matt has been here. So with that, I feel like he's, he comes in with a really open mind and allows us to kind of share how we feel about stuff. Yes, I'd say it's a weekly, if not daily thing for us over there in the, in the offensive room. The Lions' Adrian Peterson is now 35 years old and in his 14th NFL season. The former Vikings running back was asked, why does he still want to do this? Because I, I can still do it. If I felt like that, like I could be productive or, you know, my body was telling me like, hey, okay, you know, it's, it's enough. You're really pressing right now. Then I would hang it up. But that's not what it is. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Adrian's still violent and productive. And man, he's been doing it for a really long time at an elite level. That's Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Mike Clemens, of course, will join us in the final hour of today's show today. You'll have more from inside the Packers locker room. Bill Michael Show continues. Thanks for listening, Wisconsin. I'm Radio Joe. Just holding down the fort for the big unit today. Coming up after the top of the hour, we will get into your biggest key to a Packers win on Sunday against those Detroit Lions, which I still don't understand why that game was flexed to 325. I mean, really, there's six late games on Sunday, and I love when there's a lot of late games. I hate when they only do like two or three. I, I, like, I want as much football as I can get, and then I hate when there's like 10, 11, 12 noon games. It's just so stupid. Balance that out a little bit more, NFL. 
And then they go ahead and flex this game to 325. You want a better game to flex? Go flex Tampa Bay, Minnesota. That game is going to be huge for both of those teams when it comes to the wild card race. It's funny to see Tampa Bay regress ever since they just wiped the floor against the Packers. But that's a game that I will be very intrigued by coming up on Sunday. So I just want to spend a couple minutes here. Uh, Gary D'Amato, who is a friend of this show, we've had him on quite a bit from Wisconsin.golf, he just put out a piece about the success of golf courses this year in the state of Wisconsin. And when we were going through the pandemic, that was a hot topic. Like, I never thought we'd see the day where we'd be arguing about whether or not golf courses should open in the state. And again, this was another thing that I got hammered for on social media. Um, but my argument has has never changed, and I think I was right. I mean, the game of golf is safe. It is. I mean, there is just there is not much human to human contact other than touching flag pins and shaking hands at the start of the round and after the round. You know, unless you guys, you know, hit your golf balls in the same spot. I mean, there's just not much contact. And so my argument was because a lot of us don't want to be couch potatoes. A lot of people just don't want to sit in all day. Golf can be practiced safely. You can have golf courses open. People cannot stay in their homes all year long. Well, as far as I know, I have not seen any outbreaks, COVID outbreaks this year when it comes to golf courses. Not only was golf safe, more people were playing it. And if you check out Gary D'Amato's piece, I also retweeted it on my Twitter account. Just go to Radio Joe Sports. More people in the state of Wisconsin were golfing this year. And at many golf courses, they saw an increase in rounds by 10, 20, some even 30%. That's incredible. Now, I know for some of the diehards out there, they probably got frustrated. I know I did at times to see more beginner-like golfers in front of you holding everyone up. But just looking at the business of golf, which a lot of people say, oh, golf's dying. Oh, oh, that's that's a rich man's sport. You might have just opened the door for more business going forward. And I think that's something that golf courses are going to have to try to think. You know, how do we keep all these golfers for next year? But to see the game of golf grow and to see golf courses do really well, I'm very happy to hear that. I think that was some really good news. I mean, Evan Heffelfinger, other side of the glass, too. He golfed more this year, and he loves it. Go out and golf when you can. Unfortunately, we got to wait a little bit. I'm Radio Joe Zenzola. Stay warm, Wisconsin. You're listening to The Bill Michael Show. Everywhere in Wisconsin, The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.